This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tonight on Huckabee, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome, mind-bending magician Frederick De Silva, actor Thor Ramsey, and country music star Lee Bryce. Yes, welcome. We are so very happy to have you with us. It's a great night here in our theater in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Now, I'm just going to come out and say it. The left and the mainstream media, which has become one and the same, have completely lost their minds. Yes. Totally. Ah. Let me put it this way. Their cheese isn't on the cracker. The lights are on, but no one is home. The mall is open, but the stores are closed. The oven is heated, but there aren't any biscuits. The elevator doesn't go to the top floor. The cornbread isn't done in the middle. Those are just a few of the metaphors that describe the minds of those running the governing left and the media these days. At least six of the Dr. Seuss books are being pulled and banned because some genius saw a subtle message of racism in the stories. Dr. Seuss we're talking about. When Dr. Seuss is considered racist, the term no longer means anything. We are truly living in la-la land. I was a speaker at the Conservative Political Action Conference, better known as CPAC, last weekend, and there was a controversy over the shape of the stage. It appears that some folks had surmised that the shape of the stage at the Hyatt Hotel in Orlando was similar to an obscure Nazi symbol. In fact, it was so secure that most people had never heard of it or seen it. But the loons on the left saw it. One must wonder, what else did they see? And do we need to get them emergency medical help for them seeing things that just aren't there? <laughs> of course, the media was all too happy to report it as if there was a shred of truth. The hotel was pressured to cancel the rest of the conference. What the not-so-smart reporters failed to discover was that the designer of the alleged Nazi symbol stage, the guy that built it, was in fact Jewish. A little detail ignored by the breathless reporting of the New York Times, CNN, NBC, and the Washington Post. The truth is the stage was designed to accommodate the entrance and exit of the speakers so as to accommodate social distancing. Nothing about it was a symbol of anything. I mean, the people who pretended to see Nazi symbolism are kind of like the people who look at a puff of smoke from a campfire and think they see the image of Elvis Presley. 
People are hospitalized for stuff like this. But if it represents an attack on conservatives, Christians, or Donald Trump supporters, the worst and most idiotic and outlandish allegations must be true. And remember all the wailing and gnashing of teeth that Donald Trump had put children of illegal immigrants in cages? Of course, it turned out that the so-called cages were actually created and used by the Obama administration back in 2014. But the media displayed the 2014 photos and blamed Donald Trump for creating something a full three years before he even became president. And all during the election last year, President Trump was accused of putting children in terrible housing conditions along the border. Joe Biden got celebrated for taking so much better care of the children, despite the fact that he's housing kids in the exact same housing pods that the Department of Homeland Security used during President Trump's tenure. And when asked about it, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, essentially said that their intentions were better, so it was okay. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. But the press in the room didn't push back or argue that it was the same housing, exactly the same. They just oohed and awed and gushed about how compassionate Joe Biden was to put kids in shipping containers. Hmm. Look, the left and the media have lost their minds, but the rest of us shouldn't. I mean, we really do need to pray for these people. They ought not to be allowed to have scissors, knives, or any other sharp objects. They need help, urgent help. Because people this crazy, they're not just a danger to themselves, but to our entire country and way of life. But in the meantime, they don't care that Joe Biden doesn't answer their questions unless they are submitted in advance and put on a little card for him to read. Because they're too busy being amazed that Joe Biden actually put a log in the fireplace at the White House. And all by himself. No help. Folks, it was like watching a grandmother drool over her three-year-old grandchild making a duty all by himself. And yes, these people in the media and on the left are crazy. Yes, they are. Well, my first guest tonight is South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. When Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline on his very first day in office, he also canceled thousands of jobs in her state and killed prospective businesses as President Biden moved away from America First policies. We're honored to welcome Governor Kristi Noem. Governor, let me begin with uh, a little dust up you and uh, Dr. Fauci have kind of had because uh, you have mentioned that your state's done quite well through COVID without following uh, every directive and dictate that he has handed down. He was a little critical of you this last weekend. So uh, are you guys going to kiss and make up or are we going to continue to see Governor Noam stand uh, on your own ground there in South Dakota? You know, Dr. Fauci just frankly many times throughout this pandemic has given wrong information or misleading information or changed his direction over and over again. And I understand that at the beginning, 
that we all were learning about the virus, but many times what we've seen him recommend and what we see the CDC do is change um, their recommendations based on political pressure. And that's really what I want people to recognize is that they have the ability to use discernment uh, that, that in my state, I trusted my people, they trusted me, and that we got through this situation without any mandates, without dictating to them, and without punishing them for taking care of their families and their businesses. Uh, you grew up a farm girl in South Dakota. This is uh, something that you understand pretty well, but self-reliance, hard work, uh, it's kind of what South Dakota is all about. And we're hearing a lot about Texas and Mississippi opening up. You never closed. No, we never closed a single business in our state and never uh, closed churches. We didn't mandate any masks or anything of that sort. We also never issued a shelter in place. I didn't even define what an essential business was uh, because I don't believe that governors have the authority to tell you that your business isn't essential. Uh, so we allowed people some flexibility uh, and it was amazing to watch them protect their communities and take action, but still be creative in, in delivering their business services to the rest of the state and to the rest of the country. You know, uh, Governor, I think that everybody who wanted a vacation and a little bit of freedom in 2020, they came to South Dakota this year. We have record historic revenues from our sales tax that came in from people being here, visiting us, and overwhelmingly we're moving families and businesses to our state permanently because they like our values. Well, my daughter and her family were part of that uh, tourist crush. Uh, they were there last summer, said it was some of the most amazing scenery they've ever seen in their lives. They love South Dakota. So I think it's uh, given people a whole new awareness of your state. But let's talk about Keystone XL. Very first day in office, Joe Biden says, next to that, millions of jobs across the country, thousands of years in your state disappear. Talk about the impact on South Dakota. Well, we lost jobs overnight. As soon as he issued that executive order stopping the pipeline, it was tragic for our state. Now, we don't have oil really that much in South Dakota. The vast majority of oil reserves is in North Dakota. We have Mount Rushmore though, so I always think we got a pretty good bargain <laughs> at the end of the day. But what happened was, is this pipeline has been uh, planned and in place for so long that the pumping stations were already built in our state. The pipe was laid out. It was ready to be installed. We had people that had expanded their restaurants, their hotels, their gas stations in order to uh, cater to the influx of workers that we were going to see. So many of these counties that are rural that the pipeline was going to cross through, they were counting on those property taxes from the pipeline coming in and funding their schools, funding their roads far into the future. So it was absolutely devastating. Immediately overnight, jobs were gone. Families, uh, businesses were impacted, their budgets were hurt, and even some of those basic services such as transportation and education are going to be hurt for decades into the future. One of the things that I've admired about you is your personal story. You were a teenager when your father died, your family had a farm. Uh, you essentially had to go and in many ways uh, take the leadership role for your family and, and the farm, delayed your own education until you could go back and finish it. Hardship difficult times. How did that prepare you as you now face hardships and difficult times as a governor? Did it make you the strong person and the strong person of faith that we all know you to be? Well, in our family, faith is everything. But I tell people the greatest gift my parents gave me was giving us impossible things to do as kids. Hmm. They gave us jobs that we thought, there's no way I can possibly do that. 
And then when we accomplished them, we learned that we could be problem solvers. We got confidence in our abilities, and it really allowed us to, to go after bigger and, and better things. So I think what we're doing in this country, uh, in some of the changes that we've seen in parenting, is we're crippling our children. Uh, we're not giving them the life skills that they need. By doing everything for them, we're not preparing them for life. And so whenever I have the opportunity to talk to parents, uh, to talk to families, about just different uh, things that I think they should be focusing on is I tell them, give your kids impossible things to do. Let them solve problems. That's how you really help them be successful in the long term. And it really is, I think, one of the greatest gifts that my parents could have ever given me. Uh, before we leave, I want to ask you about the uh, COVID relief bill. $1.9 trillion. The Democrats seem mm -hmm. totally determined to spend it. Only 9% of that money actually has anything to do with COVID. You were in Congress before you became governor. What's wrong with those folks up there? Well, that would take all day, Governor, <laughs> to cover what's wrong with what's going on in Washington, D.C. But what I will tell you is that it's extremely unfair. They are bailing out all of these states and governors that made all the wrong decisions for their people. I've been telling them for months, don't send us any more money. Give us flexibility in what you've already given us to use in the ways that we can invest into our future and put it into not only protecting public health, but setting ourselves up so that we can have long-term investments to make sure for the next 10 to 15 years that we can uh, hold up our economy, that we can take care of families and do that going forward. So the fact now that they're bailing out these states that took all the wrong actions to protect people, I think is um, a shame. And it's something that appears to be going forward, uh, but it is still borrowed money uh, that they are handing out that our kids and grandkids will again have to pay off and they're doing it, giving it to some of the folks that didn't even care enough to make sure that they weren't taking away people's rights and freedoms in this last year. And that's, that's what I think is shocking, is how the media and how government leaders used fear to control people and to promote their agenda. And now we see Congress bailing them out and rewarding them for it. It's unfortunate. Well, people across the country have taken notice of South Dakota and the leadership that you have given them. Thank you, Governor Kristi Noem. And let me say to our audience, you can keep up with the governor on Twitter at GovKristiNoem. Also, visit SouthDakota.gov to learn more about the great state of South Dakota. Now, we've got a lot more show for you tonight, and Keith Bilbury is standing by to tell you all about it. Tonight, Huck's hero Mary Grace Beasley and magician Frederick Da Silva, plus country music singer Lee Bryce. You're watching Huckabee. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The people of Texas are still suffering the effects from the unprecedented snowstorm of two weeks ago. Samaritan's Purse is on the ground right now helping people to fix pipes, patch up ceilings, and to make their homes livable again. Now, they wouldn't be able to do this without the generous financial help of people just like you. So I hope you'll consider calling the number that's on your screen or going to the Samaritan's Purse website. 
and giving to our brothers and sisters who are in need in Texas. Thank you, and God bless you for caring about others. Well, after being named Miss Hendersonville in Tennessee, our next guest thought it might be fun to start a pageant for the special needs kids that she worked with at her school. Her idea now raises money for a worthy cause and self-esteem for some incredible kids. And it's earned her our crown as this week's Huck's Hero. Mary Grace Beasley, and I am the founder of the Sparkle Pageant. The Sparkle Pageant is an event for children and teens with special disabilities. The contestants absolutely love walking on stage and competing in this pageant. I think it's such a great confidence booster. Collectively, with all the volunteers, we have spent countless hours putting these pageants together. I know that the students spend time in school and out of school helping. We have tons of parents helping outside of their work schedule. It takes a village to put on the Sparkle Pageant. From just down the road, our Huckabee Studios, I mean literally down the road, I want us to welcome Mary Grace Beasley. Mary Grace, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited about what you're doing with these special needs kids. Now, did you grow up kind of in a pageant family or in the whole pageant world? Not really. Um, someone told me that I should compete in this local pageant, and I did, and that's kind of how the idea came about to have this pageant for children with special disabilities. But you know, most people, when they get into the pageant world, it's all about them, and what you've done is said, it's all about these kids that maybe don't ever think they could be in a pageant. Yes, so exactly. Um, when I was in high school, I was really involved with the Hand in Hand program at Pope John Paul II High School. And one of the little girls that I helped, her name was Bella. She was a lot like me. She liked to dress up and she loved to show me this photo of herself with a crown. So after I had competed in this local pageant, I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if we could have a pageant for girls and boys like Isabella? That is so cool. And it's gotta be a, a wonderful experience for these kids. That, that may have thought, well, yeah. I'll never be able to be in a pageant. Yeah. So tell me about some of the, the kids that you have been able to work with and what it has done to light up their life when they get to be a part of the Sparkle pageant. Yes, so I think it's actually really cool to see. Um, our participants, they go on the stage and some of them are just, they're already born full of confidence. Hmm. But some of the other ones, they're a little shy and they're a little timid, but with the audience applauding for them, knowing that their family and all of their close supporters are out in the crowd, they just grow in confidence and become more comfortable on stage. Uh, I'm so proud of you. What you're doing is a beautiful thing and you're giving attention to children that deserve the attention and are some of our most special resources and wonderful blessings people that we ever see with love and, and absolutely no animosity, no hate, uh, nothing in their hearts. We need to elevate their lives. Mary Grace, thank you. And that's why you are our Huck's hero tonight. And thank you for being here. You're in the neighborhood. Come by and see us more often, okay? Yes, sir. All right, we'd love to see you. Mary Grace Beasley and the Sparkle Pageant. Now, if you're in the Nashville area, this year's Sparkle Pageant is gonna be held May the 1st at Pope John Paul II High School in Hendersonville. 
right here where our theater is. For tickets or to learn more, maybe to support the Sparkle Pageant, visit the Sparkle Pageant page on Facebook. Well, let me tell you something. Keith Bilbrey couldn't win a beauty pageant, but he's still a winner in our hearts. So Keith's gonna tell us what we have coming up next on the show. Go ahead, Keith. Well, coming up, actor and comedian Thor Ramsey and later country music star Lee Bryce. More Huckabee is on the way. MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. Well, Keith, you know I had planned to honor the birthday of the late, great Dr. Seuss by reading one of his books tonight. Yeah. But he got canceled oh. on his birthday. There's not a Seuss book to be found anywhere. So instead, I'd like to read another story. I think you're gonna like this one. Uh, Keith, this is pretty cool. It's How wait. the Left Stole Reading. That's the name of the story. Yeah. And uh, it looks so much like a Dr. Seuss book, but the picture on the front, it's scary. I don't know if you can see it, but it's a caricature of Adam Schiff. <laughs> oh, no. This, this story was actually written by Laura Ainsworth, who is one of our staff writers for the show. And she has done a beautiful job. So I'm going to read to you How the Left Stole Reading by Laura Ainsworth. You have our full attention. I bet you do. I yeah. bet I do. Can't wait. Every kid down in Kidville liked reading a lot, but the left who controlled education did not. They wouldn't say why, but we all know one reason. To read the wrong book means you're guilty of treason. They also just hated the folks on the right they said, we're oppressors, at least if we're white. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that their brains were two sizes too small. <laughs> Whatever the reason, their brains or their hate, they canceled the books that they deemed out of date. They stared at the kids from their ivory tower while focusing all of their brainwashing power. We can't let them read Dr. Seuss, they exclaim. We have to start erasing his name. We'll target six books with some troublesome art while keeping in mind, that's only the start. Kids love Dr. Seuss, said the folks on the right. They knew they were facing a censorship fight. Why, he taught children how to be loving and kind and how they could grow up to be colorblind. Colorblind, screamed the left, their eyes practically bleeding. We must find a way to keep children from reading. To think the unwokeness their minds could retain. Why, they're reading the Bible, they're reading Mark Twain. And old Dr. Seuss, he's the worst of the lot. If kids want to read him, we'll say they must not. We'll say he's a bigot and lacks credibility and then give all the children that book, White Fragility. We'll find all the books that aren't focused on race, we'll gather them up, and we'll hide them someplace. We'll substitute books that reflect our obsession with transgender studies and racial oppression. Well, the kids in Kidville 
would all cry boo-hoo when they found out what the leftists decided to do. The fun books were gone and they felt really sad. The white kids were taught they deserved to feel bad. But parents arose. They had had quite enough. They fought for their kids and it got pretty rough. They went to the school board and all had their say and their courage and their hearts grew three sizes that day. They brought back the books that the left had rejected and they made sure that freedom of speech was protected. The books were all safe and were put to good use and we ourselves honor the ones by Dr. Seuss. Well, Thor Ramsey is one of America's top Christian comedians, and you may probably know him from his best-selling Thou Shalt Laugh DVD series, as well as his five comedy specials. He's now starring in his first movie called Church People. It's in theaters through Fathom Events, March the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Would you please welcome Thor Ramsey? Well, I, want, I wanted to. I want. I bought this shirt today. It looks That's, great. It looks great because I bought it at Nordstrom's. Wanted to give Nordstrom's a plug. And <laughs> Did they back, give it to you for back tomorrow? So uh, yeah, <laughs> stuff the tag right up here. That's but, uh, great. Don't lose that tag, man. They won't take it back. Hey, it's great having you I'm here. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited about the movie, and I love the title, Church People. Yes. So what is Church People what all about? What is Church People all yeah. about? Well, here's the story how how it came about. I don't know how long I have, but uh, if you let You're me go, you're almost finished. I know. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've already overstayed my welcome. <laughs> Normally, I just talk till people file out. That's why I say that. But um, so this was probably about 2008, 2009. I, I was working on this script. Um, there was a great guy over at Sony Affirm named, named Josh Nadler. Great guy. And, uh, and I pitched them this idea called Youth Group, which is what church people started out to be. Yeah. And Josh called me up and gave me notes over the phone. And he did that five times. So he, wow. he, he gave me uh, notes on five rewrites. And he said, what it really needs is a big idea to bring all the characters together. Huh. And I'm like, all right, a big idea. What's a big idea? So I'm like, I don't know what the big idea I'm looking for is, but I'll know it when I hear it. So a friend calls me up. Again, this is about 2008, 2009. And he says, you're not going to believe this. A church is crucifying a human being on Friday. Good this Friday. This is real? Well, he, he's thinking it is. Okay. And I'm, okay. I, I'm saying, no, you're kidding me. He goes, no, I'm, I'm looking at their, you know, their, their social media thing. I'm like, let's investigate. And it turned out to be false. Oh, okay. But their ad gave him the impression that it was real. <laughs> now, what it did for me is that it... it it let me know that the American evangelical church, and I'm, a Christ, I'm, a, I'm an evangelical Christian. Yeah. I love Jesus and I love the church. But it let me know that pastors had been doing crazy things to attract people to church, such crazy things that for a moment, for the slightest moment, my friend and I believed an American evangelical church would actually do something like that. And in that moment, I knew there's my big, there was idea. Your big idea. That's the big idea. Well, you know, so, I, I've seen yeah. the trailer of the film, and one of the things that I find, I mean, it's, it's a comedy, and that's what I think people are going to love about this. The message is there. It's not subtle. It's pretty blunt, but it's so stinking funny because... Well, we hope so. Well, no, yeah. but, I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. You get a very serious message across that the gospel stands on its own. You don't have yeah. to... Yeah, and I think, there, I think there's a misconception sometimes that 
because you're doing a comedy, you're not taking the subject seriously. But I think they'll see in this film that we, 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 it's, it's lighthearted, but we don't take the gospel lightly. Uh, and that's the, that's the big deal about it. Because when I, I say to people all the time, the thing about satire, and it's satirical, because yeah. we're laughing at ourselves, our own subculture, but you can only satirize something you love. And we love Jesus, and we love the church, and so when you satirize something you don't love, it comes across as mean. Let's watch a yeah. clip from Church People right here. Silas? What would Jesus do? It's not happening. I have an idea. Uh, why don't we talk about what Jesus has done? He died and rose again, right? Oh, I have Jesus in my heart. What I don't have is a beach ball with your name on it. First Corinthians 15. It's about what Jesus did. Thanks. <laughs> now, you've got some pretty well-known actors in this film. This yeah, is, we have a great is... cast. Uh, but, you know, once, once a film's funded, you can get a lot of people interested in your movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we ended up with a great cast. Tell me yeah. about some of the people that you have in the film, because so, I think... It's, it's, so we have Donald Faison, yeah. who uh, Donald, he used to be in... If you watch Scrubs, he uh, played the sidekick in Scrubs uh, back in the day, the mm -hmm. entire uh, run of that series. And then we have Joy Fatone, uh, who is in my my how that, my big my big fat Greek wedding. Yep. And Well, he used to be in NSYNC years ago yeah. with uh, Justin Timberlake. And uh, he plays the uh, worship leader, and he is hilarious. He Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Well, the Baldwin brothers, Stephen and William. You got both of them. We have yeah. both of them. And then we have William's wife, uh, China Phillips. He used to be in the, the group Wilson Phillips. Thor, it is great having you here. Wonderful to see you, and I hope you the greatest of success for the film Church People. And church people need to see this. It really is good. So to get your tickets to watch Church People, March the 13th through the 15th, and for theater locations, or to book showing at your church, which you can do, visit churchpeoplefilm.com. Keith, tell our Huckabee people what we have coming up for them. Well, next, international medalist Frederick De Silva and country music hit maker Lee Bryce. Stay with Huckabee. Welcome back. Now, our next guest won the International Federation of Magic Society's European Championship of Magic, and he's been called the best mentalist in the world. He is the star of the hit show, Paranormal Mind Reading Magic at Bally's Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Please welcome the amazing and baffling Frederick De Silva. Yeah. Thank you. We are excited. Hi. We're a little nervous. Yeah. So let's see. Before we start, very yeah. important to say we never met before. We literally met right now. Not even backstage. Nothing has been prearranged. No. You have no idea of what's going to happen. Is that no, true? Keith true. never has any idea of what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't have a clue. 
All right, so in a moment I will be completely blindfolded. Okay. Right? So I have two uh, coins, and these co coins will be taped in front of my eyes, so you'll make sure I That's can't see anything. All right. Governor, you can examine these half dollars from Las Vegas. Thank you. And Good I have dollars. some uh, oh, duct gotta... tape here. Yeah, gotta... You can also check the duct tape if you want to. That's when real... I will be blindfolded... That's actual duct tape. Uh, duct tape. When I will be blindfolded, real. maybe wow. I will ask Trey. Okay. Trey, you'll make a drawing. You'll draw anything you want on this board, all right? Something okay. large and big, something that everybody later will understand what's in your mind. Okay. You're literally making that decision right now. Okay. And you can still change your mind. And don't start until I ask you to. I have to okay. be completely blind. And make it family friendly, please. Absolutely. Great. I'm a great uh, I'd like to use maybe a scarf from someone in the audience or oh, somebody Laurie. here that I can put yeah, in front of my eyes. This is what one. I do during my show. Yeah. All right. We'll be using this Thank scarf. Thank you. You want to do All my right. Very good. You can check it if you want <laughs> Not to. Not a chance. And uh, so, in the audience, if you want to participate, every dollar has a serial number on it, and there's no two bills in the world with the same serial number. Now, there's no way I can tell you what is the serial number of the dollar that you have right now in your wallet or in your pocket, and it's exactly what I want to do. So if you want to participate, go into your pocket, take any dollar you want, one, five, a hundred dollars, doesn't matter. Memorize the first digits so you know it's really your bill, and I'm not going to change it with one that I already know all the numbers. Okay. And, Governor, you will go into the audience, you'll come back with any dollar of any person hmm. in this, when I will let you know. Oh, okay. Not yet. But I didn't tell you yet, yet. so oh. you can stay here yeah. for the time being. Simon ah, didn't say. Simon yeah. didn't say, okay. I like the and, I can, and I can draw anything. Uh, when, anything, anything, something simple, all right? Something that everybody will recognize. And, yeah. Keith, I have a deck of cards here for you. You can examine and give these cards a shuffle. Okay. Let's begin with the blindfold experience. First tape and the first coin. So the okay. first coin will cover my eye here completely. All right, here we go. And, Governor, you can make sure everything is sticky. Sticky oh. here. That's, that's disgusting. Oh, okay. oh aye, aye. And we have some more here, and we have some more here for the second side. Oh, boy. So I won't be able to see you anymore, all right? <laughs> so don't leave the theater. This joke is Let's not funny anymore. Right? Wouldn't that be the last thing? <laughs> and we have some more here. All right, Governor, if you want, you can Ooh. help me cover my nose. He so will have no eyebrows when he takes this stuff off. People think oh, I can oh, see my through my nose here. I thought the COVID masks were bad. I did, oh, too. <laughs> Don't tell Dr. Fauci about this duct tape thing. We'll all be wearing it. Yikes. All right, guys, are you happy? We're thrilled. Oh, yeah. And in the audience, are you happy? Because you got the duct tape, not oh. us. That's why we're happy. Wait, we have some more for the skeptics here. Let's do something oh, like this. Oh, oh, no. I can't see anything through this. All right, yeah. so let's begin. Oh, and we'll also have the scarf. Is the scarf here? It is. All right. Yes, it is. Governor, you can make a double knot if you want to. Okay. I'll take the scarf here. All right, there you All go. Right. And you can do that by your own. All right. So let's begin. The person I designate for the drawing, please start to draw anything you want. Okay. The person I designate for the cards, you can examine the cards. All right? In the audience, okay. you can be looking for a dollar bill or any value in your pocket. All Governor, right. you can now go into the audience, come All back right. with any dollar of any person in the room. Let's see. I'm going to go. start with the cards. Can you put the cards facing down in my hand, please? Yes. The... All right, you examine so somebody these cards, out here they're all different, is that right? Yes. I should okay, did you shuffle the cards? I shuffled them. You got a okay. dollar there? All right. All right, great. So please uh, come close to me. Just say stop whenever you want. Stop. Put the card on your right pocket. Don't even look at it yourself. Okay. Put it on your right pocket, please. Did not look at it. All right, and come back here. Say stop again. Stop. On your left pocket, please. All right. Left so there is. Pocket. Yeah. So there's no way I can tell you anything about these cards. You <laughs> I don't even know what they are. You examine the cards. You shuffle the cards. Yes. You pick two cards in your pocket. Even you don't know what the cards are. Is that right? That's right. Okay, let's begin. On your left pocket, I have a feeling of a black card. The black card that I see is a club. 
I'm getting a number card, I'm getting a lucky number, probably the number seven. And I would go with the seven of clubs. Can you go into your left pocket, please? Take the seven of clubs, show it to everyone. <laughs> yes or no, is that the seven of clubs on your left pocket? That is the that seven is what of clubs. It, it is the seven of clubs. Holy cow. Okay. Let me do that. All right, don't look at the second card. Oh. We'll come back there in a moment. Let's okay. call uh, the governor. Do you have uh, the dollar bill? Uh, I do. No? Okay, yes, can I you do. give it uh, to me, please? Do you want to see it? There All right, you yes. go. So every dollar you has a serial number. Or can you see the serial number? Just say yes or no. Yes, I can. Okay, sometimes it starts with a letter, sometimes a number. On that case, I'm getting the letter. It's the letter A. Yes. Yes. Then I see some numbers, right? Yes. You're looking at number four, is that right? That's correct. I'm getting the number three later on. Does it make sense to you too? That's there. I yes, see an A and four and a three and an eight and a six and a one and a seven and a one. And at the very end, I'm getting a letter. Is that right? That's right. Okay, is that the letter C? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is that a one dollar bill that you bought from someone Can in the audience? Can you see that? I don't know if I get that close enough to see. Is that a one dollar oh, bill? It's a one dollar bill. <laughs> one dollar bill! Wow. Amazing. Now that dude gave it. Did you talk to him? No, because I, you didn't know I was going to pick you either, did you? Oh, no one is involved in this. By the way, I, thanks I, for I, the buck. <laughs> makes my card thing seem kind of puny. Oh, well, I'm just, just crazy. crazy. Look at that. Yeah, I'm an All amazing right, artist, right. too. Can you give me the drawing, please? Sure. It's, I don't know if you'll be able to All even right. know well, what Trey that is. Well, Trey was on the maximum of imagination. Can you see the drawing here? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Very That's cool. Good. Okay. I'm getting... I'm getting something related. Is, is, it, is it something that we can find here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, here's the idea. I'm getting uh, something like uh, this right there, is it? And something like that here, and something like this, and something like that right there. I'm getting something like this here, and we have something. Is it something related to music? Yeah. Okay, and I'm getting something <laughs> here that says the music. Is it the drawer? Yeah. People like, Yeah, the yeah. drums. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh, here oh you my, go. Are you kidding? Oh, my gosh. What in the world? Whoa. And by the way, on your right pocket, I see the Ace of Spades. Take that card and show it to everyone. Yes or no, is that the Ace of Spades? Oh, yeah, of course it is. It is the Ace of Spades. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. All right. I don't know where my table you. is. Yep. Okay. okay, this is not my favorite part of oh. the act. Oh, oh. 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 yikes. Yikes. Oh. All right. That's gotta hurt. Right. Let's see if the two coins are still covering my eyes. Oh, it's very sticky here. Oh, don't. Oh. Right, <laughs> First you coin in the back and now. the you second. That, yeah, he... you can see it. You can hear it. Oh. One, two. Oh. 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 Come on over here. Oh. Another big hand for Eric <laughs> Oh my goodness. Wow. That is scary, scary, what you do. I like that. I mean, that's amazing. No wonder your show is so very popular. And I, I get it now why you've been named like the world's greatest mentalist. Where did you start this stuff? Uh, well, I was, as a kid, I was always fascinated with, with the mystery of life. There's yeah? so many things that are mysterious that we don't necessarily understand. And, and, I, and I like this idea that... Uh, we could create a kind of mystery, and every person can try to feel that mystery with whatever you want. Like, it's not because you think that something is impossible, that it cannot be done, and it doesn't mean... And if it's not because you see something that you don't understand, that you have to consider that it's supernatural. Or, so I like the idea to have a, 
a question, an interesting question. So, what other magic would you like to do? Well, I see that you have books. I do. And during my show in Las Vegas, uh, I use my own books. And I sometimes I ask in the audience if someone has a book, but in that case, these are your books. That's right. These are I two of my books. I haven't touched them, and you can confirm that these are your books. These are mine. This is uh, Character Makes a Difference, and this is Three C's That Made America Great, both books that I wrote. So, All right. Do you want to pass me one? Sure. We'll take this one. Great. All right. So the one you'll give me will be the one I use. Do you want to change your mind, or do you want to stick with this one? I will stick with that one. Okay. So maybe I will ask my, uh, my board. I don't know if... Uh, so maybe I'll need to write down something. Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, perfect. Oh, there you go. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, do you need right. glasses to read? I have contacts. Huh? Okay, Even perfect. better. Okay, I'm yeah. going to look away. Say All stop right. whenever you want. Stop. Memorize the first word on the top of the page, but okay. say nothing out loud. You got have it. it. I got Good. it. And you can take the book. Okay. So now you have a word in your mind. There's no way I can tell you anything about that word. So yeah. I'd like you to think of the first letter. Okay. And as I'm talking to you right now, you can start to say that letter in your mind over and over and over and over. L? Yes, yes. Imagine that word in your mind. If it's something that you can see or an item or something that you can feel, it's something related to, a, a, it defines a person. Does it make sense to you? That's right, yeah. Yes. Just start to say that word in your mind over and over. Could you close your eyes for me, please? Okay. I'm not going to put duct tape all over my no. eyes. I'll tell you that right now. I saw what you did with that. Uh-uh. I'll put it over Trey, but I'm not doing it to me. Thanks. I'll take a okay. chance on this word here. Okay. Open my eyes? Not yet. Okay. All right. Now? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so everybody can see. Okay. On the count of three, Governor, you're going to tell us out loud what is the word in your mind. Okay. One, two, three. Leader. Open your eyes. Does it make sense? <laughs> Whoa. Thank you. No way you could have seen that. No way you could have seen that. This is, uh, this is pretty amazing. Frederick, we want to say thank you so much thank for coming you. on the thank show. You. Now, Keith can't read our minds. We know that. But he sure can read that script in front of him. And it will tell us all how we can see more of Frederick Da Silva's incredible tricks which we've seen tonight. Well, I just want to say thank you for not telling everybody my pen number. Now, to keep up with the mind-bending magic of Frederick De Silva and for ticket information for his performances at Valley's Hotel, follow him on social media. Up next, country music star Lee Bryce talks with Mike on Huckabee. John Huckabee joined Mike's guest comedian Bone Hampton and Reverend Bill Owens. And welcome back. Would you give a big hand for Trey Corley and the Music City Connection for the fantastic music tonight? Yeah, I give Trey a hard time, but I truly love him. I really do. Well, speaking of music, Lee Bryce is a country music star with seven number one hits, including I Drive Your Truck and A Woman Like You. Now, get this. Lee's online music has been streamed a combined total 
of over two billion times. That's billions with a B. His 2020 album release called Hey World is a personal recording that is true to the man that he is. He was with us last year in the height of the lockdown and performed virtually in an amazing way. But I got to tell you, it is so much better to have him here in person. Would you please welcome our friend Lee Bryce? I can't even imagine two billion plus streams of your music. I mean, that's impressive. I can't imagine it either, really. I mean, that's a lot of people sitting around listening to Lee Bryce all day. Yeah, I mean, there's like five billion people in the world or something. Yeah, and, and a lot of them don't speak English. Yeah. Probably, uh, don't even understand country music, but boy, do they love you. No, it really, it, that, when that came across my plate, yeah. I was like, man, and there was only a couple of artists have, have had that, and I was like, you know, I wonder, but I work real hard at like making music that like is that stays around. Well, your yeah. music speaks to people. It's yeah. it's real. It it it's it's got uh, substance to it. And I guess it's one reason. Even though we know you as a performer, a lot of people in Nashville know one of the hottest songwriters. You've written for Garth Brooks and Jason Aldean and all these people. Does it hurt to write a song and you give it to somebody else and they make a hit out of it? Well, it don't hurt whenever. You're eating a hamburger instead of a cheeseburger because you can't afford the cheese. Yeah. And Garth Brooks calls and goes, hey, man, I really love this song you wrote. Can I record it? I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> Extra cheese, <laughs> double patty. I mean, that's got to feel good uh, to do, knowing that people yeah. that are megastars like Garth Brooks are, are recording your stuff. Honestly, anybody, yeah. any artist, you know, that you've even seen in the spotlight at all, they've worked hard to get where they are. And so for anybody to like consider your song um, good enough and to take a chance on your song um, is an honor. I mean, it really is. You know, whether it's Garth Brooks or whether it's a new artist that's coming out and they mm. want to put their career on the line for the song that you wrote. Yeah. It's an honor. And I mean, it's kind of nervous. You're like, oh man, I hope this song is... <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> the, the new album, Hey World, I mean, that's that's a big hit. Now, the t trouble is you get this new album out, but you can't go on the road and perform because of COVID. Yeah. How tough has it been this last year? That, well, it's been tough for that. And it really more um, for my band yeah. and my crew who are my family. Right. They're the people that I, you know, I mean, I've grown up with them for the last 15, 20 years here in Nashville. And so for, for me, the hardest part was going, well, guys, I, there's no money coming in. Yeah. I, you know, we got to figure stuff. But they're all so brilliant and so um, devoted to me that they were so sweet. They actually called me before I called them. And they wow. said, hey, I want you to know, don't stress. Hmm. We know what's coming. We know that, that you have to take a break for a minute. Yeah. And we know we're not going to get paid. Are you going back on the road now? Yeah. So, and they're all there. We're going to see some concerts with <laughs> yeah. Lee Bryce coming up, oh, which yeah. I think is pretty exciting. So, do you start probably uh, this month, maybe getting back yeah. on the road? Actually, this this weekend coming up, we're going out to Omaha and some places out in the Midwest, and uh, it's going to be fun. Well, you know, one of the things going to be fun. We're going to do some music here tonight, and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much, Lee, for the phenomenal career and the great songs you've written and performed. I want to tell our audience, get your copy of Lee Bryce's Hey World, the phenomenal album. You can get it 
everywhere music is streamed, sold, or stolen. I, I'm just kidding about the stolen part. For more information about Lee, his fantastic music, and his concert schedule, go to LeeBryce.com. Because if you've not seen Lee in person in concert, make plans to see one of the most entertaining performers to hit the stage. Also, after the show, go to Huckabee.tv and see Lee Bryce's online exclusive performance of Hard to Love. Now, I'm going to be joining Lee Bryce to perform one of his great songs right after the break, so don't you dare go away. Now, performing a memory I don't mess with off his Hey World album with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection plus Mike on bass is Lee Bryce.
cold walk in December, warming up your